안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Today is already April 1st. Oh my goodness. And it is the 888th day since the beginning of the morning devotion. Uh, in uh, principle, uh, this number 8 means uh, restart. At the number uh, uh, 8 stands for strength as well. But this number 8 goes in three times. I would like to accept this meaning that uh, from today, April 1st, the amazing work of God's new Holy Spirit and miracles in the unification movement of the United States will begin. So I think this time period is a very, very crucial and important time period through Mother gave us an incredible, you know, special grace. So I think let's really reflect on ourselves and then we let's go forward. Uh, I think also we need to really pray for Chon uh, Gong, you know, opening uh, ceremony. Yesterday, I had a breakfast uh, with three families. Uh, they are Tindol and Imgad and Baines. Wow, it's, uh, you know, our uh, Tindol is a really wonderful singer. And Imgad is always really uniting her husband. And she came back recently from her home country, German. They are very, very beautiful couple. And then they are uh, Manuel and Chioel Liva. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, our Manuel is a man of the ocean guy. Uh, but I really suggest you need to love Chioel more than, more than ocean. Then I think she will be very happy about that. And then uh, also they are uh, Desmond and Dolly Green and their son Joel. Oh, as yesterday, I first time had a, uh, meet together with Joel. Thank you so much. Always a green couple really helping me and always welcoming every morning after morning devotion. Thank you so much. Today, I'd like to talk about God's ideal family and the kingdom of the peaceful ideal world one from True Mother's Anthology, volume two. Let's start. <clears throat> God's Ideal Family, and the Kingdom of the Peaceful Ideal World One. Who can untie this ancient knot of Cain and Abel? It has been tightened for thousands of years and grows ever more tangled. Do you think the United Nations can do it? The UN, at its founding, proclaimed a movement for world peace, and for 60 years it has dedicated itself to this task. Yet, world peace still remains far distant. Peace among nations can never come when those entrusted with the task have not resolved the Cain-Abel relationship between their own mind and body. Therefore, the time has come to launch an Abel-type UN that will set its course according to God's will. God eagerly anticipated that someone would come and resolve these tragedies. Yet no such person appeared on earth. God waited and waited, looking for anyone who would take on the role of the true parent. If someone had come forward, I am certain that God would have appeared in his dreams, carried the sun and moon to him, and showered forth lightning of joy and thunder of ecstasy from the heavens. In this sense, it is a miracle of miracles that for the first time in history, a man has succeeded in establishing the position of Adam, securing the position of the owner of true love, and received God's anointing as the true parent of humanity. It is an amazing fact that his lifetime coincides with yours, and that you and he breathe the same air. My husband gained victory in the position of the horizontal true parent who comes to rescue fallen humanity. On that foundation, on January 13, 2001, we dedicated the heaven to heaven, the enthronement ceremony for the kingship of God. 
Through that ceremony, we liberated and released God, the vertical true parent who has taken responsibility for the providence of restoration. In all of history, this was the highest and greatest blessing humanity has ever received. This victory was absolute, unique, unchanging, and eternal. Through this absolute providential victory, God's body and mind are completely liberated. Okay, thank you. Uh, at its founding, the United Nations proclaimed a movement for world peace. And for 60 years, it has uh, dedicated itself to this task. Yet, world peace still remains far distant. Then what's the main reason the UN has been unable to fulfill this responsibility? Peace among nations can never come when those entrusted with the task have not resolved the Cain and Abel relationship between their own mind and body. Therefore, the way to realize world peace must come from heaven, not from fallen human beings. This is a very important point. Again, okay, Father say very clearly, the way to realize world peace must come from heaven, not from fallen human beings. It then says, we need to know that UPF is an able type UN that set its course according to God's will and centering on a women, women's federation through parents established the uh, women's able UN. We should know that Reverend Sun Myung Moon and Dr. Hak Jahan Moon, the initiators of the UPF, the able UN are the one who have, for the first time in history, succeeded in establishing the position of Adam, securing the position of the owners of true love, and received and manifested God's anointing as the true parents of the humanity. True parents have already created all external organization, organizations that can realize world peace. Now all that remains is a practice. And, uh, and on that foundation, on January 13, 2001, they dedicated to heaven the enthronement ceremony for the kingship of God. Through that ceremony, they liberated and released God, uh, the vertical true parents uh, who has taken responsibility for the providence of restoration. In all of history, this was the highest and greatest blessing humanity has ever received. This victory was absolute, unique, and unchanging and eternal. Here, I'd like to mention again, very important point, my brothers and sisters. We must know for sure that UPF or male able UN, WFWP is a female UN. FFWPU family, which is a family federation, the role of the parents UN. And YSP, which should play the role of the child UN, are organization with the most basic proportion foundation in realizing world peace. Of course, there are many organizations, but this is the four organization is the main organization, the most basic proportion foundation in realizing world peace. Father, many times talking about the parental UN and a family federation need to do that role. And the, the, the role of the child of UN and then our YSP need to carry on that mission. That's why in the family, proportion foundation is very important so in order to create world peace, we need to have, we need to work based on these four organization, Family Federation, and then UPF, and WFWP, and YSP. Leaving Divine Principle, introduction to our eschatology, let's study. Eschatology and human history. Human history. We dwell in ignorance of history, uncertain about its origin, the direction in which it is heading, 
and its final destination. Concerning eschatology, or the doctrine of the last days, many Christians believe literally what is written in the Bible. The heavens and the elements will melt with fire. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise to meet the Lord in the air. <clears throat> However, we must ask whether these events will take place literally or whether the verses are symbolic. To address this issue, we should first understand such fundamental matters as the purpose of God's creation and the meaning of the human fall and the goal of the providence of restoration. So let's just start the Father's word. Only heaven ideology can lead us to new glory at the end of the world. At the end of the world, religion, science, and philosophy, whatever kind of thought they are, unless they can make a relationship with heavenly ideology, heavenly law will cause them to perish. When Jesus met John the Baptist, even though John was smarter than Jesus intellectually, Jesus told John to follow him. That was because John was self-centered, but Jesus had the eternal heavenly ideology. You need to know that only heavenly ideology can lead us to the new glory in the new garden at the end of the world. Yeah. The, uh, the heavenly ideology here refers to divine principle that true parents revealed as the fundamental truth and true parents words. Later on, true parents organized this heavenly ideology as the eighth great textbook. And now true mother is working on, you know, condensing the 620 volumes of true father's speech into 21 volumes. I am so excited to hear that. So now history committee, they are really working so hard. And then they, uh, they uh, are going to complete that before the May 5th. And then now, according to Troma's direction, going to translate in English and maybe in English first, I think with several languages. These 21 volumes really essence of the true parents' work from you know, 620 volumes. And then also they are creating another six books centering on true mother's work. So mother say, you know, we difficult to read the 620 volumes of the true father speech. That's why they really choose the, you know, the, the essence really and some content very repeat and again and again. And they really, that's why now in Korea, many professors and the top leaders really connect this one and then creating 21 volumes. This is really incredible. I think sooner or later, uh, you can get this kind of benefit, you know, from uh, True Mother. Uh, no, another content? The person who fulfills the mission of the representative of God. Everybody on earth is saying in unison that this time is the last days. In other words, this is the end of the world, which heralds the historical end, the scientific end, the ethical and religious end. Then what do you have to do in this situation? You should be the person who is loyal to God in order to establish God's nation and God's righteousness on earth, like Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So you should be able to show yourself off to all creation and be the person who fulfills the mission of the representative of God. Yes. In the last days when true parents emoji as the second coming, and all fields that were centered on fallen human being will meet the last days. That is the end of history that began with the fall and the start of the new heaven and new earth. It is also a time when current ideologies and philosophies and all fields that came from the fall must eventually come to an end. 
such as the historical end, the scientific end, uh, the, the uh, ethical and religious end, then what do we who are facing these times of the global last days have to do? Just as Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. To do that, you should be the person who is unchangingly loyal to God and in order to establish God's nation and God's righteousness on earth. Therefore, finding and establishing the substantial channel book centering on true parents is the most urgent method. To find and establish channel book, we need to secure the majority. And many times I'm talking about we need to secure the majority. And on that foundation, we need to establish heaven's sovereignty, centering on true parents' principle and word. We, we, we have a heaven's sovereignty. Whenever we have the majority, secure the majority, no problem to create God's substantial channel. So now, God's number one wish, true parents' number one wish is what? how to secure majority. That's why we need to witness in my brothers and sisters. We need to increase many, many heavenly citizenship. Now only remaining this one, how to secure majority. If we secure the majority, wow, we already have the, you know, heaven's, uh, heaven's sovereignty centered on true parents' principle and words. And then we secure the the majority, then anytime we can uh, create a God's nation, the land, and no problem if they are our secure the majority. So number one issue is like that. Why my brother senses now, while trauma the only years, we need to secure the majority. This is the only way we can establish God's substantial channel. We need to focus on witnessing. Number one goal is what? First goal is what? To focus on witnessing. Second, third, and fourth, five, fifth, sixth, witnessing. Witnessing. We have everything. We have God. We have true parents. We have the blessing. We have everything. Only one thing. We need to do more. That is to secure the majority. Next. The end of the world and the three great tests. When 10 people want to become one, there are always three disruptors. They hate and complain for no reason. Therefore, you should be tested more than three times. Since this phenomenon happens at the end of the world, there are bound to be such three te great tests on the level of the individual, family, society, nation, and world. Therefore, at the end of the world, all humankind will be tested through three great tests from God and Satan. That is none other than World War One, World War Two, and World War Three. The same is true of individuals. Yeah. To graduate from the end of the world, you should be tested more than three times. As we meet the end of the world, such tests will expand from the level of the individual, family, society, nation, and world. And there will be three greatest at each level. If we look at uh, uh, look at the three greatest on worldwide level, it is none other than World War One, World War Two, and World War Three. Among true fathers, what he even say in the way of God's will, I have gone through Satan's trial, but I have never been. Uh, through the trials of the true brothers and sisters and true parents and true children. Since you have gone through those three trials, you are better than me in that respect. True Father said that in order for any human being to overcome the end of the world, they must go through three tests on the individual level, three tests on the family level, three tests on the tribal level, the test on the national level, and so on. Satan's first test will come through material things and then sexual immorality. 
Many people give up on the way because they do not overcome the test of the material things and sexual immorality. They choose what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. They could not overcome the test of the material things. And then another one, this is not easy to overcome sexual immorality. They are very handsome, beautiful girl, very much a promising future, but they could not overcome sexual immorality. Next, there is the test of the Cain and Abel as the test of the true siblings. You know, I love God, I love true parents, but I cannot overcome my Abel. And then fight with your Abel and finally leave church. You know? This is the issue. You need to overcome the test of Cain and Abel as the test of the true siblings. And after that, the test of the true couple, after you, everything is fine. You overcome Cain and Abel relationship. But when you start the family, then wow, very difficult to overcome your husband. Very difficult to overcome your wife. Different character, different personality, and then, you know, different concept. You know, different fallen nature. And struggling and struggling and struggling. And husband have a chapter to problem. Wife have another issue. And finally, divorce. Even though you receive the blessing, right? This is the test of the true couple. And then the test of the true parents. Tested by true father. Tested by true mother. Oh, I really difficult to overcome father such kind of leadership. Oh, okay, I overcome true father's leadership. Mother took over from true uh, mother, true mother took over from true father. Oh, I cannot accept true mother's leadership like this, like this, like this, like this. My goodness, you need to overcome the test of the true mother. This is really serious and challenging. Many senior blessed couples could not overcome the leadership of the true mother. True father already proclaimed you need to overcome test of the true parents, true mother, and true father. And then lastly, one more thing remains, the test of the true children. Okay, I overcome everything, all right? I love true parents. I love, you know, uh, uh, I already uh, have a good family. Many people could not overcome the test of the true children. This is the important things. We cannot betray God and cannot betray true parents because of the test of the true children. No matter what, need to keep going. You know, Father already proclaimed this is kind of a trial and test. They surely will come to your life of faith. Why you fell down because of true children? Why? Very clear, God. Very clear, true parents. No matter what. Even though there are some issues through children, you need to overcome it. Your parents are very clearly already warned to us. You need to overcome this kind of test and trial. Through parents already teach us. As long as God is unchanging God, I cannot, I, I cannot be changed. You know, we need to have this kind of faith. Very important. Through uh, today's youth ministry, when did God give Adam and Eve the uh, commandment? This is also quite important content as well as let's study. When did God give Adam and Eve the commandment? What is the thing that makes us ashamed in our life of faith? We become ashamed of ourselves when we lose the motive that we were determined to and fizzle out horizontally. We become ashamed when we are unable to keep our first heart and motive and then fail. When God gave Adam and Eve the commandment, do not eat of the fruit. When do you think he said such a thing? When God gave Adam and Eve the commandment, they were the words he gave when Adam and Eve revered God very much and had a heart of respect. God's commandment are given when he thinks that person is old enough to realize the commandment, and they must really live that way. How can he carelessly make a promise to someone he does not even have hope for or thought of? God does not make promises or give commandments to someone who does not have hope 
for keeping that promise. Yeah, thinking from the perspective of faith, what kind of person do you think of as a righteous person? Like Noah, a righteous person is someone who keeps their first motive and determination to the end in any circumstances and then putting the result. That's what we call Noah. He's a righteous man. But the thing we are ashamed of in our life of faith is how we forget the first motive we were determined to and fizzle out horizontally. People dislike those who change, right? But God also really dislikes them. We become ashamed of our ourselves when we are unable to keep our first heart and motive and determination and then fail. When God gave Adam and Eve the commandment to not eat of the fruit, they were unable to keep the first word God gave until the end. What about you? Are you people who keep their first motive well? Or are you people who are easily dominated by the environment and change often? When God gave Adam and Eve the commandment, they were what he gave when Adam and Eve revered, okay? Revered God very, very much, respect God and loving God. When have that kind of relationship and had a heart of the respect, God's commandments are given when he thinks that person is old enough to realize the commandment and then they must really live that way. How can he carelessly make a promise to someone he does not even have hope for or thought, or thought of? If you know that the other is someone who cannot keep promises, how can you make promises with them? That's what we need to know that. When Adam and uh, you know Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve uh, received the commandment from God, two years old, at the age of the ten years old, no, you need to understand. When God give the attack of the commandment to Adam and Eve, next. What kind of person does God make promises and give commandments to? Think about it. We hear many testimonies from members who say that God appears in dreams and encourages those who really long for Sunday service and want to attend. He encourages by saying, you never change your attitude of longing for heaven and Sunday service throughout your life. Why is that? If that person has the desire, motive, and attachment to live that way, God will make promises and give commandments to them. He cannot make promises or give commandments to people who do not even listen or have a foundation of faith. How can he give commandments to someone who cannot keep promises? Yeah. Even human beings make promises with the people who are able to keep promises. There's no one who makes a promise with those who cannot keep promises. From that perspective, it is the same with God. The reason God gave Adam and Eve the commandment was because he made the promises with great hope. Rather than expecting Adam and Eve to fail in keeping the word of the commandment, it is very, very clear that God had great hope and expectation that he will fulfill it. This is an important point, my brothers and sisters. All those human beings have fallen. Do you think that God's providence would be possible if he did not have hope that human being will realize his dream? If God had negatively thought that it was a fixed truth, all human beings fail, then would he be able to restore human beings? In that sense, God's expectations that human beings will succeed is greater than his expectation that 
we are we we will fail wow this is amazing even though you're fallen man i am fallen man you are fallen man if god think that oh this guy is impossible you look at the, his ancestor background this guy is impossible to carry on god's mission and god has a more negative thought more than you know, some expectation then how can restore the human being? It is impossible. You need to know that God is a parent. God's expectation that human being will succeed is greater than his expectation that we will fail. Wow, this is an amazing point. As one example for those who are really long for Sunday service and want to attend God, appear in their dream and encourage them, we have to uh, we have heard many testimonies from such member, such members. Heavenly Father encouraged by saying, You never change your attitude or longing for heaven and Sunday service throughout your life. Why is that? If that person has the desire, motive, and an attachment to live that way. God will make promises and give the commandment to them. God, he cannot make promise or give a commandment to the people who do not even listen or have a foundation of a faith. How can he give a commandment to someone who cannot keep promises? Next. The person God gives commandments to. As Adam and Eve grew up, when they revered and loved God and had a good relationship, God gave them the commandment, do not eat of the fruit with hope. Can you make promises to someone who is not willing to listen? Promises are made when there is faith and a artistic relationship between you and me. So there is a possibility that the other will fulfill that promise. Do you make promises with people you meet for the first time? The time God makes promises and gives commandments is when he sees that a person is quite trustworthy and that they respect God. Yeah. As Adam and Eve grew up and when they uh, re, uh, what that? revert, revert and respect and loved God and had a good relationship, God gave them the commandment to not eat of the fruit with the whole. Can you make promises to someone who is not willing to listen? Promises are made when there is a faith and hardest relationship between you and me. So there is a possibility that the other will fulfill that promise. Do you make promises with the people you meet for the first time? The time God makes the promises and gives a commandment is when he sees that a person is quite trustworthy. And then, and that they respect God, my brothers and sisters. From His principle, although we are fallen human beings, rather than expecting us to fail in our portion of responsibility, God has a high expectation that we will fulfill our portion of responsibility. If God that doesn't have that kind of expectation uh, to each one of the human being. It is impossible to restore any human being. So when I think about that, oh, I tears come down. Even though I am fallen man, God, my God, my parents has high expectation that we will fulfill our portion of responsibility. In the heart of the parents. If God doesn't have any expectation, this guy never fulfilled. This guy never connect to God. If God have that kind of negative thought, it is impossible to restore any human being. It then sense God believes in our original mind. He sees us as having infinite possibilities. It is a truth that when parents look at their children, positive concepts are greater than negative concepts. 
Therefore, my brothers and sisters, when we also believe in others and encourage them, they will see them gain more strength and do their best. So let's really have that kind of expectation, even though many people really disappoint in you, but we need to have the same kind of God's heart still expect. Still trust. Still believe. You know, people are really growing up through leaders who trust somebody. You can do it. You can do it. Even though you fail many times, still trust. Still giving opportunity. And encourage them like God. God trusts our original mind. That's why he can rest any human being. That's why when we raise up our children, we need to have a more positive thought rather than negative thought. He can do it. He can break through. And they need to say out, you can do it. You need to encourage. Not just only the, the teaching only negative way, you cannot do, you know, you, 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 you know. This kind of the negative of a guidance to the about children, this is really, really problem. That's why when I see our now Kimi, of course, sometimes I cannot agree with him, but anyway, he wants to do something. He wants to challenge new things. And then I want to deny myself. Let him do. Maybe my thinking is wrong. When I trust him, when I encourage him, I can see great results coming. Our now, now Kim is really great, great potential to be great leader in the future. Many things. That's why when I see our second generation, I have that kind of hope. Of course, sometimes they make me a little bit disappointed and that, but I have more, more high expectation. They can do it. Our second generation, once they determine, they can do it more than first generation. This kind of encouragement, this kind of high expectation, even though that person make the mis that person make mistake, but you still have that kind of the positive thought and encouragement. When leader trusts somebody, and that person can die for that 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 that, that able trust. Is important. Even though you cheat me, even though you make me many, many times a disappointment, still trust, still give opportunity, still encourage. This is the way we can bring back our second generation, third generation, those who have a far relationship with our church. My brothers and sisters, you need to think about God. God has a high expectation to us, right? We need to apply the same principle, right? Today I'd like to talk, today I talk about when did God give Adam and Eve the commandment? Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Young. Thank you. Yeah, this felt like how to be a true parent, the mindset and heart of it. That God has hope for us, continues to believe in us. And I can only hope that one day I can become someone who's worthy of God's trust. So thank you, Dr. Young. With that, we're going to go on to our living testimony. And um, today we're going all the way to Minnesota Family Church to, to hear someone share a testimony on the Hmong community. I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Hmong community. I'd like to welcome up Cheng Bang, Cheng Va Vu, Cheng Va Vu. You're muted, Cheng. Yeah, I'm not even sure why earlier my camera was working, but now it's not, so. Okay, it's working now. Oh, hmm. Sideways. How do I change it? It's sideways. Yeah, I saw that. Uh,
<laughs> if you go to your video setting, you click video. There okay, you go. There we go. <laughs> All right. I'll share my screen briefly and go from there. Can you all see my screen? No. No, it's not being shared yet. You have to share your screen. Oh, share? Okay. Hmm. For some reason, it's not allowing me to share. I'm not sure why I'm doing that, but um, sure. then I then you can share uh, without without a screen or PowerPoint. Okay, mm. sure. Um, well, I would just share without the uh, PowerPoint because my sharing is not allowing me to do that at the moment. But first and foremost, I would like to say um, thank you to Dr. Young for such a beautiful message this morning on becoming qualified individual that God could really count on and true parents have led the way for us and I really wanted to say thank you for your message this morning. Mm -hmm. Also wanted to say thank you to President Naokimi, as well as all the distinguished brothers and sisters who joined devotion, uh, morning devotion this morning. And for myself, I have joined the Minnesota Family Church back in 1997, right out of high school. And in 2001, I was blessed to my wife, Nancy Yang. We currently have five children, three sons and two daughters. And back in 2015, I have translated the first part of the Divine Principle and still currently working on part two. It's a little more challenging with the wording. And since then, I have served as representative for the group seven of the Vu family of Minnesota from 2020 to 2021. And after that, I am currently serving as the council to the Hmong 18 Council of Minnesota from 2022 and actively serving. And I do plan on running for president of the Hmong 18 Council, which is the highest organization in the Hmong communities that operate kind of like a government system and from there, I have translated one of True Parents' book called True Love and True Family into my native language, published about 400 plus books, and currently sold about half of it to many of the Hmong leaders that are in the community, and many of them who have read the book have provided me very positive feedback. Since then with the Hmong 18 Council, they originally started out with a mother who had took the lives of her six children. And this was back in 1998, right around the time when I joined the church. And due to that incident, one of the general uh, who, the late general, he wanted to establish the 18 council because we have 18 clans and each clan send a representative to the council, which is a body that write policies to govern uh, 
the community and they wanted to find ways or solution to restore the community and to prevent further murder suicide situation from continuing in the community. So they want to curb all that incident. But when I came into the council, they have not had any family education programs whatsoever. So I went in and launched a family development committee and have partnered with many brothers and sisters who are in the professionals of parent education, uh, social work, and many other um, fields such as mental health and domestic violence advocates so that they can come together and um, put a program together for the community to bring down all these incidents that are taking place left and right in the community. And I'm leading all this project. And what I wanted to do was to really introduce True Parents' message on true family values, but with a community that is not too familiar with true family values, I had to give them something that they're familiar with and build up their education system to a point where I can smoothly introduce the true family value that would blend in and they could really grasp the information. That was my goal. And since then, last year, we had five major workshops that are communication, family, um, developing strategies, and mental health, gun violence. And this year, we launched our very first workshop that was in March of 18th that covers on domestic violence. So we are having many more workshops upcoming toward the end of the year. And I also launched a program called Youth Talking Circle, where I wanted to create a safe space for our young adult and youth to come together, share their emotions, share their hearts, what they're struggling with so that we can help them to become better adult in our society. And those are the things that I have been doing. And since serving 18 Council, there are many organizations such as the uh, National Emergency Response Team and the Hmong Healthcare uh, Professional. They had invited me to be the keynote speaker talking about the different issues that are occurring in the Hmong community and what we plan to do to tackle the situation. And I kept emphasizing again and again that unless we are open to really talking about true family values, we're not gonna be able to break down these barriers as quickly as we want to. So it really nails down to true family value. Wow, beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that was my message that I wanted yeah. to share today. And oh, mm. um, on April 8th, we will be launching our first interfaith uh, commitment in the Hmong community. Mm. I have talked to many older brothers who are from different Hmong faith groups, and I wanted to bring them together and let them know that despite our faith, what we practice, what we believe in, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. We're still brothers and sisters, and we have to come together, work together as a family. Mm. And through that, I can introduce the true family values to my older brothers who are the cane type, mm. and then bring them together as one family in the monk community. And then once we build that solid foundation in the monk community, then I want to be able to bring them to the world stage and wow. uniting Beautiful. with the parents. Mm. So Chang, about how the population of the Hmong people in America? The Hmong people in America is, um, I would say over three, 300,000 wow. in America. Wow, yeah. my God. How about in Minnesota? Minnesota is close to 100,000 in wow. Minnesota. I There's think, more in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we can create really one of the model of the ethnic group. You can fulfill heavenly tribal messiah mission through your tribe. This is, you can be a great example. I'm so inspired to hear your testimony. Of course, last time when I visited to Minnesota, I heard that testimony, but today more clear, I can have more vision. Thank you so much, Chen, for your really incredible contribution to arrest your tribe. Kamsamida, thank you, Chen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Chen. Thank you, Chen, for all that you do for the Hmong community. I first heard of it when I was in Minnesota as well. I believe Denise, Denise said something about it. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and members of office, 안녕하십니까? Today is already April 1st, oh my goodness. And it is the 888th day since the beginning of the morning devotion. Uh, in uh, principle, the, this number eight means uh, restart. At the number uh, uh, A stands for strength as well. 